fairy smut all the way. Welcome to Reading Between the Wines. Hi, all. My name is Kat. You might refer, hear me referred to as Katie, Katrina, um, whatever. Any variation of Kat is fine with me. Um, I am 31 years old. I live in Cleveland, Ohio. I work in technology. Um, I have six dachshunds. I'm obsessed with dachshunds. But that's really about it about me. I Oh, yeah. Uh, so I love Taylor Swift. Um, I have a tattoo for every Taylor Swift album. I just finished up here. Actually... This podcast is being recorded on Tuesday, January 2nd. Um, Thursday, January 4th, I am finishing up the Taylor Swift half sleeve. Um, I already have one for Out of the Woods, the paper airplane, but we're adding trees behind it to kind of like tie into the tie into the sleeve, you know. And then afterwards, I'm getting two snakes on my sternum, and then we're starting my fantasy book sleeve, which involves Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Fourth Wing and Akatar. Um the best fantasy is <laughs> yes. So that's really about it with me. I I like my wiener dogs, I like my books, and I like my tattoos. Um my best friend is my sister who is on this podcast with me. And so she can Always. introduce herself. So I am Steph. I am about to be twenty-six and eleven days. 11 days yeah 11 days less than that kind of like almost like 10 days and like a couple hours yeah a couple hours yeah so I'm almost 26 which is crazy to believe um but I've had I live in Mobile Alabama which I was raised in Pennsylvania obviously and now I teach kindergarten at a private school and it's everything I ever wished it would be and it is every day is never the same (laughs) but that's why I have wine and books and my best friend my sister who I can vent to (laughs) a lot of people have always thought we were twins but we are not no definitely yeah we're not five years apart to be exact Five years apart, um, we, I am definitely more outgoing and loud while you were more reserved and like the people pleaser. Um, I'm always the people pleaser. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm the one that always like, I'm the only one that, I'm the one that gets our family into trouble and then you're the one that solves the trouble. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's why I'm the kindergarten teacher and you're Cannot. the fun aunt to be yeah i'm not having kids um my yeah. tubes are typing <laughs> um yeah no. and i have See, lots of cute wiener dogs yeah no but i mean we just we like we're the we yang to the yang. yeah yin to the yang here the whole idea of this podcast kind of came to us last second we were i recommended the akatar series to you and we were both like yeah we need we need a place to vent. Seriously. Well, we were venting to each other and I was like, that's not enough. That's not enough. Like, 
girl, like someone needs to hear this. So this is our first episode. Um, and we are both reading the Akatar series right now. So we just kind of felt it was fitting to start with um, A Court of Thorns and Roses as our first book to cover. Um, and then each episode after we will cover the following books in the series. Yeah. So we're going to start um, with the first book, A Court of Thorns and Roses, um, which is Buckle Up. If you have not read it or pause this and go read it first. <laughs> yes. If you haven't read this series yet, what are you doing? Are you living under a rock? But um, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> it's it's probably the biggest book series out there right now. It is. I would say it's like Game of Thrones meets Harry Potter meets Beauty and the Beast meets. I don't know. Even like the popularity terms. Mm hmm. I would say it's on that Harry Potter level at the moment, but it's not a child's book at all. So if you are under the age of 18, yeah. please put this book down, turn this podcast off and go read something age appropriate. Go back to the young adult. <laughs> yes. Um, this is not young adult. This is, this is full on adult. There's a lot of fairy smut. So buckle up. So the first question for both of us is how did you experience the book? Were you immediately drawn into the story or did it take a while? You want me to go first? Yeah. Because okay. I read it first. I want to hear you. Okay. As we know, I was not immediately drawn into this No, book. you originally tried to read it before me, right? I did. So um, my husband's cousin, she had... Um, shout out to Mal. <laughs> Mal. Shout out to Mal. She had read it before me. And she tried to get me into it. And I've had multiple others try to um put it in to my tbr well i'm a person that likes i've never been on the fantasy genre too you much haven't. besides like you, harry you, potter like well Twilight. you weren't even a big harry potter fan back in the day you only were out of like obligation to me yeah and so your biggest I mean, introduction to fan is not even really fantasy like you were a hunger games fan but that's not yes. a huge fantasy but like that was such my age group was hunger games yeah and so i mean like i just i was intimidated as i tell katie like i was so intimidated by i didn't want it to be like game of thrones you know the you were you were a fourth wing fan like you were just like you didn't want anything about fourth wing well so fourth wing came into me i got married in september the end of september and i was on my honeymoon and i just bought a kindle and i downloaded fourth wing onto it because i heard great things from it and i was sold you can ask my husband i was Oh, you can ask I me. A, you kept telling me, like, hey, read this, read this, read this. And I was like, oh, it. okay, okay, okay. Read it. And uh, I was just obsessed with it. It's just like the sexual tension. And then I had Katie on the other hand afterwards being like, read A yeah, Court of Thorns so and Roses. I read Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. And I read them like within a day because I immediately got hooked. And so I was like on that fantasy train. And then like your. So Steph, we'll probably reference her a lot in these podcasts, but Steph's husband's cousin, Mal, I knew she had read the Akatar series 
Um, cause I just seen like her like Insta stories and whatnot like that and TikToks. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll give it a chance. And so my question was, how did you experience the book? Were you immediately drawn into the story or did you take a while? Your answer is you took a while. I took a while. So for me, it was like, I was immediately drawn you. It took a while. It, it took me a minute. And I don't know whether, I don't know if it was whether just my stubbornness of being a haul or what it was but now that I'm in it and it might be that it was such a slow burn in the beginning oh yeah yeah well our older sister just started reading the series yes she texted me the other night she just started Mist and Fury and I was like girl buckle up buckle up so which characters did you particularly admire or dislike we all know Steph loves Lucian (laughs) I love Lucian. But were there any characters, looking back at this book, we have a lot of opinions, but in Mm -hmm. the middle of reading it, was there anyone you were like, I don't like this character? Isaiah Marantha? Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) For me, Elena Nesta, I was like, fuck these sisters. Well, okay, okay. I would say her father. Oh, God, yeah. Her, her father, father and Nesta and Elaine. Because, especially her father, because, like, as you know, like, our father is so, like, I love, like, you know, like, our father is amazing, but he is very mono. And yeah. people understand that word, they would know. Yeah, oh, but yeah. But to, to just stop when a child, especially because, like, I, I read into that so much. Because... It was hard for me, honestly, personally, to relate to that because I was like, our our father would never let us be the never caregiver. do that. Like he would he would yeah. die trying. Exactly. And so like and that's my thing is that like I'm the youngest of us three. three. And so I would be the Feyre, technically. And oh, yeah. that would be like our dad doing that to me. He would never he would never but i think that's why like you're the father you're that's but your see, job the thing i think sarah mass never really, really goes deep into this but um papa archerin archerin is the last mm-hmm. name of our main character Farah. yeah he, he's he's definitely got depression and oh 1000%. we don't we don't really dive into it no we don't um we don't really learn much about him because in book two he's basically non-existent book three oh he makes a return girl but i won't tell you because you're still on no, book three know, but I'm not there. Um, um but he's 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 got depression and he doesn't know to take, take care of his daughters no for sure and well and like you go from a point of being wealthy to not wealthy to your daughter leave well or your wife dying oh yeah i mean there's so much he goes in the matter of loses his fortune his wife dies you have this glamour over you still i mean i part of me still hates him because like Feyre should not have had to done that on her own no and so like i think that's a part that i like the love hate question is so hard so if you have another one that would be great so our next question is who in the book would you like to meet why i think honestly don't judge me here i would like to meet amarantha i i want to know you can hear that. I, 
<laughs> I want to know why. I want to know what motivated her to get to this point. Because I feel like... I feel like villains don't get their story told that often. And we always hear you know. one side of a villain. And so, like, something drove Amarantha to that point. And I want to know more about her side of the story. Um, I just, I kind of, I always kind of, like, guilty feel side with the villain. Because I'm like, there's always two sides to a story, you know? For so sure. So I think, I think if I had to meet anyone in this book, I would want to meet Amarantha. And just, like, sit down with her and find out her side of the story. Who would you, who would you want to meet? Lucian? There's too many. Um, okay. I only say this because I'm at the point of Winston Ruin where I'm like, it's so hard to say. But I would like to know exactly Tamlin's storyline. Like, I would like to read from Tamlin's point of view. Girl, I think you'll get more of his point of view uh, once you finish. I know. But I only say that because, so, Fourth Wing, did you get the, um, the extended version where it was Zayna's point of view? Yeah, oh yeah, it was a Kindle. Yeah. Kindle on there. Well, it's such a different point of view, like, you know what I mean? Like, you see, like, Feyre's point of view, you see Violet's point of view, you see... Well, and that's why I love first person. And we've had this conversation well, a thousand times. Buckle up because I think you might get some answers you want at the part of Wings and Ruins. Ugh. Oh it's my like, goodness. It's like, I don't trust me. Like, what was it? Like, a couple of days ago, I was calling him a tampon because. Oh, yeah. He is, he is well, a tampon. Well, because I, I finished Wings and Ruins um, the other day and I texted you. I was like, I can't call him tampon anymore. I can't call him tampon anymore. Ugh. So, but like, it is, like, it's so hard because in A Quartz of the Roses, you don't have as many characters as you do in... Oh, we still love tampon at this point. Yes. But in Miss and Fury, as oh, Miss and Fury. part two... When we record this one, we're gonna go ham. Okay, so, next question. Yes. What is your favorite, you gotta be very specific, part of the book i'm going to say the scene um at the end of calame where um Feyre sneaks down to the kitchen and tamlin bites her neck oh i remember whenever i first read that book i was like okay girl i get it <laughs> i get it okay and this is surprising to me because you know my love obviously uh at that point in A Court of Thorns and Roses with Tamlin. But I will say the part that got me like yearning was when Reese came down when Pharaoh was injured. Oh. And he was kind of like, I can heal you. And oh, then, like, it was just you got a recent was, moment, and I think uh, the Tamlin moment. Where oh, who are friend. we? But like, it was just like the like. There's something about banter, like oh, I know oh. the recent oh the recent banter and the the Feyre banter. It's just it's banter. It's just 
But like, see, Reason has more banter with Feyre than Tamlin has. Like, Tamlin's always trying to like appease Feyre. Very true. And Reason is just kind of like, I don't know. It's just so sexual. I fuck. So I got some more questions here. Um. <sighs> I'm just skimming through these because some of these I'm going to just skip. Uh, do you think that do you think that Tamlin and Lucian wearing masks affected the story at all? Do you think if Feyre could have seen Tamlin's real face it would have changed anything? I think so. These are deep, man. I don't think they would have affected anything. Um, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Um, I think Feyre was desperate for love. The situation she had been in before this, um, her she was her sister's provider. She was her dad's provider. Her mom was dead. Anyone that showed her any attention, I think she was going to fall in love with. Um, mask oh, or no sure. mask. Well, especially because... When Tamlin came into their home, he was as beast form. Oh, yeah. He didn't know him as mask form. Yeah. So I don't think anything would have changed. You know, I don't know. I, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Because um, I don't, and uh, looking back, I don't see the mask as too much of a story because she, she thought Tamlin was beautiful with the mask and without the mask. Like, yes. It wasn't like she saw him ugly with the mask and then no. once that yeah. No. Well, like, even like picturing him as a mask. Oh all the fan art I've seen, it's still like, oh, he's still the sexy beast. Yes. So next question. Would you have tried to capture the surreal? Knowing the risk. You know, it's it's, it's not safe to capture that guy. No, it's not. She wanted an answer if she could get home free. Would you have taken that risk? I don't think I would have. I think I would have stayed in the mansion. I don't know. I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have. Because at this point, she had already been out. She had seen the risk of going out into the woods. See, but it was so different. Like, I might have said I would have. If I yeah. were trapped, knowing what yeah. I know now, no, but like if I was favor at that moment, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If I was favor at that moment, I, I would have to say I probably like would. her family was taken care of. Like she didn't really, but need she to didn't go back. know that. She didn't know that. She didn't know that yet. And I think that's the part that I would say maybe, but if I had favor's ability. And that here's me sitting in a comfy chair. He, yeah. You know, with a glass of wine. Exactly. Um, so, did you expect Tamlin to send Feyre home? When I got to the part, I'd say no. I was oh, kind of shocked. It was very abrupt. It was, it was very abrupt. So, it kind of was just like, er, reason came she's going home like they were, yes. he didn't really give it a shot well he didn't ever and that's my part about tampon and that's the part i think where i was kind of like 
you piss me off. I feel like at this moment is that he just didn't. He doesn't see Feyre as. He sees Feyre as a weakling. He doesn't see Feyre as the boss ass bitch she is. No. Well, like, he doesn't see her as a boss ass bitch who killed a wolf. No. He's immediately trying to protect her even when she doesn't need protection. Exactly. Um, and Feyre gets sick of that real fast, I think. Let me read the next question. Okay, so next question. When Alex explained the story of the actual curse about how Tamlin had to convince a human woman to fall in love with him, did that break your heart? I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, it kind of made her feel like, I hate to feel stupid, and it kind of well, made me feel like she was played the stupid character. Well, especially because everybody has been at one point a young woman who has been dumb enough to. We've all been okay. We've all been dear Johns. We've all yes. been nineteen and young and naive and fell for John's story. And. To not know the full story, just like every other girl. And she had to feel like a fucking idiot in that moment. Yes. And that's, I think that's the biggest part of that is that she didn't, he didn't feel the need to tell her that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that broke my heart. I'm reading that part about how, so if you didn't catch on earlier, so Tamlin was cursed by Amarantha um that he could only the curse could only be unbroken if he convinced a human woman to fall in love with him despite all of his flaws um and so whenever Feyre killed that wolf Andrus or Andrus or whatever his name is that was just he was he was a puppet out there he was put out there on purpose for her to kill him um so it's like when when Feyre learns this, it's like she had no say in any of thing. She didn't. She was a puppet in this whole ploy. That sucks. Well, and to like reflect on that, like to feel her feelings, you know, like it just you were a ploy in a bigger scheme and then Yeah, you were just you were just a pawn in the game. Well, and especially because even when he was kneeling before Amarantha, he saw what she was doing. Well, back up a little bit. Let's go off this next question. If you were Feyre, would you have got after Tamlin after learning that? No. No. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I say no, but you know me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was her first love. I know, like, and you know, at this point, like, you know, she thought they loved each other. Yeah, and that's the thing with hum- being human is that you think that people can change. You think people can change, and like, love is so fickle. Like, she thinks she loves him at this point, but we know in a couple chapters into the next book, she does. Actually, love him. Um, 
And so, God, love is such a fucking... Well, and I think every person needs to read this book just in the sense of love isn't just a feeling. It's a... Well, the thing is, is like, here, I'm going to stop you here. I'm going to say, does Tamlin love Feyre? Yes, Tamlin loves Feyre. Does Feyre love Tamlin? Yes. Sometimes love isn't enough. No. I don't think love is enough. They both love each other, but is that enough? No. Feeling is enough. You have to feel it. Love is not enough in these cases. Um, If I was Feyre, I would not have gone after Tamlin. I would have stayed in that human world and I would have... But what if I... I don't know. I've never been in that situation. I, I would just... I, I can't say the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would say that I would have probably been a Feyre. Um, what did you think of the scene with the worm? That was honestly my favorite scene. I loved that scene. That was one of my okay. Out of the three trials, I probably would have went one in three. That first trial, oh god, it was so good. It was it was descriptive. It was good. It was very descriptive and it was very intense and I don't know, man. I just loved the scene with the worm. It was just so intense. It was so descriptive. It was my favorite. It was probably my favorite one. Yeah, it was. It was the. I feel like that was like a first redemption of Feyre. You know, like showing what she could do because she's been trapped. Like not trapped. Trapped is wrong word, but concealed yes well so the thing is for me in my mind i was like okay so there's three trials the first one's gonna be super easy and then they're gonna get harder and then the first one starts out like that and i'm like what okay yeah Um, like so it starts off that intense it it starts out like very intense and i think that's uh amarantha's whole point is that she's not she's not playing around no She's not playing around at all. So my next question is, after that scene, if you were Feyre, would you trust Recent to heal you? Probably. I am not much of a slut. I would I would probably say yes. <laughs> like, like, she's desperate. Okay. I mean, she's hurting at this point. Okay, like, and that's what I'm saying, is that... If What's I'm your other in options? That, in that much of pain... And especially because in the moments before that, she said that she was waiting for Lucian. You know what I mean? Like she. Oh, I know. Like in case you're new here, she like the like the chapter before, she's like, "I'm waiting for Lucian to come save me." And yes. guess who never shows? Guess who never shows? And then Grayson shows. Yeah, I mean, she had already described him as the hottest man she's ever seen. So, like, so the next question is very whatever what do you think of amarantha she's she's the perfect villain she's beautiful she is she's beautiful and she's corrupt and that's all it takes she's a perfect villain tormented enough like she she has recent she has yeah freaking tamlin i I feel like we don't need to mean to sit on that one long like obviously we all think of amarantha this next question i like i like a lot oh this is deep Digging deep. 
Would you kill three innocents by your own hand to save many more? Halfera has to kill three innocents, which we learned she only actually kills two because the last one's Tamlin. He has a heart of stone. But if it was up to you and you had a trial and you had to three, three, kill three innocent people to save a whole world, would you do it? I would say probably, yeah. Yeah, it it would be hard. If, I would I would cry during okay. the whole thing. Don't get me wrong, like I would cry and I would my biggest thing was it if I knew it was true. You know, because everything is so riddled and Yeah, well, not not really a spoiler here, but um so, Feyre kills two innocent people, and then the last one is Tamlin, and she doesn't actually kill him because he has a heart of stone. But the two people that she does kill kind of haunt her in the next few books, and I could see that. I think I would be haunted by the lives I took. But I think if it was to save that many more people, because, I mean, you know, she didn't do that Amarantha would just run the land and, like, no one would be saved, so... And that side thing is that, like, if you, if I were to step up past Amarantha, then what is there else left to lose? Exactly. So probably, I mean, at that point that you've, you've lost everything and you've came for a man that you didn't think that you would end up with. Yep. So my last three questions kind of go hand in hand. What did you think of the ending? Did you like the book? And would you read more in the series? Here we are. <laughs> so, um, before we go on to our next podcast of Mist and Fury, this this story kind of ends with Feyre defeating Amarantha. And it kind of seems like she lives happily ever after, right? Yeah. She goes back to the spring court with Tamlin. Um, we don't really hear much after that. Mm-hmm. But that's all she's wanted at this point. It's just to be reunited with Tamlin. Her family's safe. Lucian and Tamlin are safe. She's going back to the spring court. Um, everything's how she wanted, right? I mean, she, she's she gotten everything that she fought for. Yeah, Um We'll have a lot, a lot to discuss at the beginning of Mist and Fury. But at this at this moment, Feyre's got everything she's wanted. I mean, she's back where she fell for. Even though she still has, in the back of her mind, she knows that she still has her one week to own. Oh, yes. Because, um, Rice and part of his deal was every once a month, one week yeah. out of every month, she has to come visit him. And and that <clears throat> I would say it's not explained, but it's there, you know. Yeah, and um, Hamlin and uh, Favorite's relationship ends on a really high note. Like they're about to get married. Yes, they're 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 they're, they're happy. Living life. They're very They're happy. happy. I mean, it's not like it's 
Favorite strained or anything like that. No, Favorite is, is not being held hostage. She's she's feeling this moment. Yeah, for now, for now, um, until we get to Miss Fury. I think I'm most excited to talk about Pedra and her character development. Yeah, without spoiling anything else, is that Feyre and her character development is, ugh. Get it started. Yes. Like, if you think that the steam between Tamlin and Pharaoh was steaming, buckle up, children. If you don't like fairy smut, then just, I'm sorry. Just leave. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like fairy smut, don't listen to our podcast because we're going to just dive deep into this. Thank you for listening to Reading Between the Wines. This is Kat. This is Steph. And we'll have you next time for a Mr. Fury. Oh, get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. Bitches. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buckle up, bitches. Strap in. We're we're in it for the long haul. <laughs>